So it's been about a day and a half since uh, that game. Um, I've calmed down some. I still have a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. Uh, let's talk about the Blue Jackets on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, excitement, yelling. That's going to be most of today's episode, I think. Uh, Ranting, game recaps, prospect talk, all of the above and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe, then uh, I recommend you do so. It's it's a fun time out here. Even when the team is bad, hopefully this podcast is still fun. Uh, I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And where this podcast is going to start is with um, whatever the heck was going on in Columbus on Wednesday night. Um, and the answer is shenanigans, I think, is probably the, the most family-friendly way to uh, to describe that game. Um, they, man, I don't even know what to tell you. Blue Jackets lose 9-4 to to the Buffalo Sabres after allowing six goals in the first period, after giving Tage Thompson a first-period hat trick, after allowing a goal on three of the first four shots. Um, of being outshot, like, 13 to... They, they had fewer shots in that first period than the Buffalo Sabres had goals. I have never been more embarrassed to be a fan of a team than right now. Like, this game was just... It was just awful. It was brutal. Like, I'm looking at this. Tage Thompson had four goals in the first period. I forgot about the fourth goal. Like, it just... Three power play goals. Dylan Cousins opens the scoring. 321. A power play goal. Fine. Tage Thompson scores to make it 2-0 at 532. At 728, Rasmus Darlene scores. At 750, Tage Thompson scores again. It is 4-0. Less than eight minutes into the first period. Tage Thompson completes his hat trick with... Uh, less than eight minutes left in the first period under the power play goal. And then he adds a fourth goal, a third power play goal on the period for the Buffalo Sabres at 16.40 of the first period. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. Just the worst period I have ever seen this team play. Like every single... and The game got better, but not by much. Every single player on that team should be horrified, mortified, like so embarrassed by that game. Like if I'd been if I'd been playing in that game, if I'd played like any of the Blue Jackets played in that game, like I would have walked into the river about it afterwards. Like it was just god awful. Like and it got a like I don't even know if it got better. It just got less bad. Patrick Line scores his fifth of the season. 
uh, Gus Nyquist scores, makes it 6-2. I'm like, okay, maybe they can claw something back from this game. Uh, nope. Another three unanswered goals. Tage Thompson scores his fifth of the game, his 21st of the season. Peyton Krebs scores his first of the season because of friggin' course he does. Uh, and Alex Tuck scores as well to make it 9-2 at the end of the second period. 40 minutes of hockey, nine goals. The Blue Jackets were so bad in this game, they pulled Jonas Corposalo after the first three goals went in and then put him back in net after the second period. So he played the first, like, seven minutes of the game and then the final 20 minutes of the game. Just, I didn't think it could get worse than the Arizona Coyotes game from a couple of months ago where they just got fully embarrassed. I didn't I didn't think it could get better. I could. I didn't think it could get worse than that. And, and it did. Um, the third period, they didn't allow a goal. Hey, look at that. Patrick Lyonet scored again. Gus Nyquist scored again. Um, two goal nights each for those guys. Uh, Patrick Lyonet has six goals in uh, like 10 games this season. So, I mean, he's doing not the worst. Uh, it's it's good to see him. It feels like he's really starting to kind of find his rhythm again. Um, I do want to talk about the things I liked in that game. There were not many, but there were some. Um but I'm not done yelling yet. Um, Sean Corrali took four minor penalties in the first period. Four. Four of them. Two of them were a double minor. He tripped someone and then punched them in the head afterwards because he was mad about it. So he took a tripping penalty, a roughing penalty, another tripping penalty after getting out of the box, and then he took a roughing penalty against Owen Power, of all people. Um... Like, four minor penalties in the first period. Uh, there were six minor penalties in the first period for the Blue Jackets overall. Uh, four of them were Sean Corrali. Like, if I'd been the head coach, he would not have played another second of this game. Um, he did, though. He went on to play ten and a half minutes until he got kicked out in the third period for... I don't even know. Dylan Cousins cross-checked him. Sean Corrali somehow gets a game misconduct. Um, I turned the game off by that point. Um, frankly, I turned the game off after the first period, so I then went back and watched um, some of it afterwards, but just, what do you do? What do you do at this point? How do you how do you look at a game like that and think this is a team that has everything they need? This was not a team that has been unlucky. This is not a team that has gotten poor goaltending, although both of those things are true. This team looks lifeless. They look bad. And you can look and say, okay, well, the Blue Jackets only have two of their regular defensemen right now, or technically three of their regular defensemen. Um, you know, they've lost Jake Voracek, who was a big part of the power play being successful. So that's why the power play is bad. But then what excuse do you have for taking five penalties, six penalties in the first period and allowing three goals? Like the power of the penalty kill used to be good. I don't know why the penalty kill is not good. I mean, partially, probably, because Sean Corrales is one of our better penalty killers, and he spent eight minutes in the box in the first period. Um, I'm just looking at the, the stats right now. Not even the fancy stats, just the regular stats. Um, Sean Corrales was brutal. Uh, everyone else was, was bad. Um, Johnny Gaudreau only played 16 minutes and 20 seconds in the game. Uh, Boone Jenner played more than him. Kent Johnson played more than him. Uh, Jack Roslovic played more than him. Kirill Marchenko 
played more than him. How is Johnny Gaudreau not leading forwards in ice time? Um, I don't get it. I truly don't. Um, and you look at you look at this team and you're like, I, I, sh- I don't get it. I've given up on trying to understand what Brad Larson is trying to achieve with this team because I don't know if the answer is anything but just play hockey and hope for the best. Um, we're going to talk about, more about this game in just a minute. Uh, but first, I have to tell you about Bet Online. This is going to be the angriest ad read I've ever done. Um, and I'm not sorry about that. This game sucked. This game was bad. Uh, Bet Online, though, Bet Online has you covered. They've got all the odds, props, and lines that you can ever imagine. Uh, any sport, anywhere, anytime. Professional, amateur. Um, as I record this, uh, Croatia just tied the game against Brazil, which is super exciting. If you put money on that, then you probably would have made a little bit of money at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which you're listening to a lot from Blue Jackets, I'm guessing you do, you can find those about online as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. I want to thank everyone for making Locked on Blue Jackets once again your first listen of the day or your second or your third or your first watch. Um no matter when or where you're watching the show, I appreciate you. Uh, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets again on YouTube if you haven't already on every podcasting app of choice. Um, you can find it in a lot more places than you can find the Blue Jackets being successful, frankly. Um, just, I don't know. I don't know how to to look at this game and look, and think, okay, you can take things from this game because can you? But they've had these games before this season, and it's so easy to like, well, this was a bad game. We're just going to throw it away because I think a lot of the time, yeah, sometimes you just have a bad game and it's fine. Like, you'll get over it. The Blue Jackets have had a lot of bad games this season, and at a certain point, just being like, yeah, we're not going to watch the footage of this bad game starts to become, we're not going to pay attention to any of our problems. We're just going to hope for the best that things get better. And that's not a way to run a team. That's not a way to coach a team. Um, something else that I want to touch on before I will, um, talk a little bit about the things I liked, but, uh, it, it's something, something that, um, I can't find the tweet now, but it's just kind of endemic of this team and what is happening in kind of the, the coaching here it is at CBJ center. Um, Erica Branson has spoken openly about how practices are not going well. Aaron Portsline just stated in an athletic open conversation that players do not know the drills for practice beforehand. I went off about Brad Larson in Tuesday's episode or Wednesday's episode um, after the Penguins game. And I said, listen, he, he might not be the right fit for this team. He's not helping. He's not hurting the team necessarily, but he's not helping the team either. At this point, you have to think he is actively hurting this team. And I don't know whether it's that he... I, I don't know. I would love to know what his thought processes are behind kind of any coaching decision he's made this season. It just keeps getting worse is the thing. And it feels like, you know, when you trip and you try to like, catch yourself and sometimes that makes it worse and you end up doing like a cartoon pratfall for like six feet until you finally end up flat on your face that's what brad larson's coaching style seems like to me 
he's just stumbling and he's going to fall on his face and he's trying to catch himself and it's not working. And it's not even fun to watch anymore. Um, But if this game is not what gets Brad Larson fired, like what will? At what point does the team decide, hey, this is not how we want to play? Um, And I still don't know that they fire Brad Larson because I kind of, I tweeted about this a little bit on, on the podcast Twitter. If they fire Brad Larson, then they have to admit that they were wrong in hiring him because his coaching style has not changed since he started. Um, they overachieved last season, despite Brad Larson, I think. And this season, they're kind of underachieving. He's made them into less of the, less than the sum of their parts. And it's just so frustrating to watch. Um, that being said, like I said, there were things I liked about the game. Um, Gus Nyquist, who has been kind of, he's been kind of streaky on and off this season. Uh, he had two goals. Uh, Patrick Line again, has uh, two goals. I think he has like four, he has two multi-goal games in the past three games. So like if Patrick Line can start turning it on, then I think things will start to get a little bit better in the, hey, maybe we'll still allow nine goals, but we might score 10. Um, so if Patrick Line can turn it on, I think that's definitely a good thing for this team. Um, unfortunately, Brad Larson, in his infinite wisdom, has decided that he should probably play on uh, play on a line with Jack Rostovic because for some reason Jack Rostovic continues to be in the top six of this team despite being awful, useless. Like, uh, and I try not to to be too hard on players because I think that there are you know. Very few players are truly always terrible. Jack Rostovic has been just god-awful almost this entire season, and he's still getting more ice time than, say, Cole Sillinger. Um, He's getting to play at center when, frankly, at this point, put Ken Johnson at center. He played a bunch of last game at center, and it finally started, like, something started to happen. It's, I don't know. Ken Johnson's back on the top line. For this game against Calgary, so nope, that's a lie. Uh, Gus Nyquist is back on the top line. So they split Patrick Liner and Johnny Gaudreau up, which is fine, whatever. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do anything um, beyond rant anymore. Uh, we'll see what happens in tonight's game. If the Blue Jackets lose this game, I will not be surprised. Um, what I suspect might happen, and we're going to talk a little bit about the game in, in just a minute, is I suspect what will happen is that the Blue Jackets will probably either win convincingly against the Calgary Flames, or they'll put up a strong effort and fall anyway. Both of which I think will lure people in thinking, hey, maybe the Blue Jackets are on their way out of this slump, but I don't think this is a slump. I think this is a bad team. And I've been kind of putting off saying that for much of the season because I don't think it's a badly constructed team. I don't think the players are bad, but this team is bad right now. This team is playing badly. This team is being coached badly. Like, And I don't know if having better goaltending helps this situation at this point because I don't think better goaltending will stop Brad Larson playing the fourth line for 16 minutes a night or whatever. Um, I just... I don't know how to make this. I don't, I don't know how to fix this. Like, I'm not an NHL head coach. I have things that I would do differently, but I don't know how I would fix this team. I don't know if this team is fixable at this point in the season. Like, maybe this is just what Blue Jackets fans are going to have to deal with the rest of the season. And hey, maybe they get Connor Bedard out of it. Maybe they get Adam Fantilli out of it. Maybe they get Leo Carlson out of it. But 
if I'm a Blue Jackets fan, I say if I'm a Blue Jackets fan, like if like I'm not, um, I think that the rest of the season is going to suck. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be painful to watch. And the promise of a good player at the end of it, for me, like I in my head, I'm like, yeah, I understand that if they lose this, like... Connor Bedard could be the next Connor McDavid. You know, if he's not, he could be the next Austin Matthews. He is a franchise-changing player. That's still not enough for me in my heart to be like, it's fine, I'm okay with sucking for this season. It sucks. I hate losing. I hate watching the team lose. I want the team to be good. Logically, I understand that this team losing right now is probably for the best, but you can't make me enjoy it. You can't. Um, and so with that, I think we'll we'll move on. Doubtless, I will come back to this topic again several times over the next four months or however long it is until the season finally ends. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Calgary. We're going to talk about the matchup tonight uh, because Johnny Hockey's old team is coming to town. And that's what we're going to talk about in just a minute on Locked on Blue Jackets. So the Calgary Flames were a team that surprised a lot of people, I think. Um, in terms, not necessarily in terms of, of where they are in the standings, but I don't think people expected the Calgary Flames to be playing like this. Um, there was a lot of talk about, well, obviously they left, Johnny, Johnny Kadro left in free agency, so they didn't get anything there. They signed Nazem Kadri in free agency, and then they traded Matthew Kachuk for Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wieger. Um, that's three very good players that they got for... Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, even though I know it's, you know, they didn't, it's not a straight um, Gaudreau for Kadri swap, but this was a team that a lot of people were like, did they get better in the offseason despite losing like their two franchise players? And the answer is like, maybe, but the Calgary Flames are playing 500 hockey at the minute. They're 13, 10 and three. Like that's still way better than the Blue Jackets. So I don't think it, there's, there's any danger of the Blue Jackets kind of marching out and being like, well, we're going to embarrass Calgary. Stranger things have happened, but Calgary beats them in basically every metric, power play, penalty kill, um, goals for per game, goals against per game. Like, I don't know where they are in, the, in terms of the, the division at the minute, but they're sitting, you know, they're about halfway in the league, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau is leading the way with five assists in his last five games. Elias Lindham has three goals in his last five games. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, I think. I'm just glad that this game isn't in Calgary. I think that's what I keep... I keep looking at this game and being like, right, recap, preview. Like, what should we talk about? Um, and the answer is, I'm just very glad that this game is not in Calgary. I'm very glad that this game is at Nationwide. Um, hopefully Johnny Gaudreau continues his point streak. He's up to six, I think he's got six, a six game point streak going. He's got eight points in his last five games. Like I said, Patrick Laine has got four goals in his last five games, technically four goals in his last three games. Um, so hopefully things, things continue to go well. Um, maybe the goaltending will get better. I think that's partially why Calgary has been struggling this season. Jacob Marstrom has not been very good. Um, he's got an eight, eight, nine at the minute and a record of six, eight, two, um, Dan, Vladar has been pretty good for them. He's got a 9-12 and a uh, record of 5-4-1. I assume that Vladar will start tonight because the Blue Jackets usually get backup goalies at this point. Um, so I look forward to Vladar putting on a Vezina-level performance because that's usually also what happens. But I don't know. I'm just, I keep trying to be positive about this game. 
Calgary is kind of struggling at the minute. They're faltering. They're not the dominant team that they were last season or kind of to start this season even. Um, they've kind of fallen off a little bit. So maybe the Blue Jackets can go out there and get a feel-good win against a, a team that's in the other conference. Maybe they can they can pick up some, some confidence there. Maybe they can start figuring things out. Um, the lineups haven't shaken a lot, but... It could be it could be an interesting game in terms of what the Blue Jackets do. I think that the first period of this game is going to be really interesting because if if Brad Larson is any good at his job, well, if Brad Larson was any good at his job, we wouldn't be in this situation. He should have read them the riot act after that game. Like bad coaching is is one thing. Like you can you can succeed under bad coaching, but if you are being coached badly and you're also playing badly, like I don't know what's supposed to happen here. Like, I think partially that game was Brad Larson's fault, but I also think partially it's that everyone was brutal. Everyone was just so bad in that game, and I think someone should have yelled at them about it. And um, probably I think it should have been the goalies. I think Corpusalo and Elvis should probably have yelled at them about it. But this game could be could be interesting, and I think if they come out in the first period flying, I think probably that bodes well if they come out and they come out like they did against buffalo like calgary's gonna make them pay calgary's a better team than buffalo um they've got better scorers they have probably better goaltending like it's i don't think this this game is going to be the turning point of the season but i do think it will probably go a long way towards some goodwill with the fans first of all who sat there and watched tage thompson score five goals on the blue jackets in like 18 minutes of ice time or whatever. Um, so I think, you know, a win, a win is a win. A win is always good. Whether it's a, a convincing win, whether it's a stupid 7-6 overtime win where the goal is, the winning goal is scored off someone's butt. Like, I don't, I just think they need to win this game because I think if, it, if they don't, they're just going to keep downward spiraling. Um, I don't think they're going to climb back up, but this game could at least kind of stop some of the bleeding. And that's kind of my my hope for this game is that it's not as embarrassing as Wednesday night and also that no one gets hurt. Like, those are my hopes for this game. So, um, prediction? I don't, I don't even want to predict anything. Um, I'm going to predict that Johnny Gaudreau opens the scoring. Why not? Um, I think Calgary wins 5-1. Like, I don't know. It feels bad to predict. It feels bad to bet against the Blue Jackets, but at this point, the Blue Jackets haven't shown me any indication that I should be betting on them. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be able to talk about a win on Monday. Maybe not. Like I said, we'll find out. Um, I just want this team to be fun again. That's the thing is I can I can accept the team being bad if they're also fun. And right now they are bad and not fun. So. Work with me here, guys. Give me you gotta give me something. Um and that's kind of what I've got for today. Uh if I have time tomorrow, I'll do a bonus episode talking about tonight's game. Um, but I do have to go and work an actual hockey game in my real life. So we'll see. Um This has been Jay Foster, locked on Blue Jackets. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. If you want to send in some questions for Monday's episode, we're going to do a mailbag Monday. So uh, that'll, uh, I'm sure the questions will all be fun and cool and normal, 
But if you have questions, send them in, or you can you know comment on this YouTube video, or email me, or at me on Twitter, or any of the above. Um, and I will I will get to them as soon as I can. Until next episode. Thank you for listening once again for making this your first listen of the day. And until the next episode, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>